Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. Do you know the name of the nation that was the first to attack Israel immediately following their exodus, their departure from Egypt? Well, if you said Amalek, you'd be correct. Think about it. The nation of Israel has just left slavery. It must not have been easy gathering this group of people who for so many years have lived under the whip and the rod of their Egyptian taskmasters. And now they're on their way. They're on their way for a long journey. And along comes Amalek and attacks them with brutality and hitting their most vulnerable. And we read about this in this week's Parsha, Parshat Beshalach. And you can take a look at it for yourself in Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And we see that Actually, through a great battle, Israel wins and is victorious for the time being. And something amazing is written down just a few verses later. Go over there and take a look at verse 14. Vayomer Shem Moshe, and God said to Moses, Ktov zot zikaron besefer, inscribe this, in other words, what happened with Amalek, inscribe this in this book as a reminder. And here's something really, really powerful. I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. That's what it says. And that's how this story comes to a close for this week. Absolutely incredible. But think about it for a second. Doesn't that sound like a contradiction? On the one hand, God says, write down, right? The name Amalek, write down this name and document what happened here. And then it says, I'm going to blot out, utterly block out, erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. In other words, for the entire world. You would think that the thing to do if you're going to blot out the name of an enemy is never say that name again. And then that name will just vanish, will just disintegrate into the pages of history and no one will ever hear of it again. And yet, if you write something down, and not only if you write something down, if you write it down in every Torah scroll, in every generation after generation after generation, so of course, we're going to be coming across that name and hearing about it and perpetuating its memory. So it seems to be a contradiction. But of course, it's not a contradiction because the very act of erasing, the very act of blotting out, that very act is a powerful lesson in every generation that says, this name, you want your name to endure, right? We want to leave a name in this world, right? We want to have a, you know, a good reputation. We want to have, you know, good references, right? We're judged by the friends that we keep, okay? We got to have a good name. And that's the whole idea. We take the name Amalek and we say, mm-hmm, yeah, we know what you did. And we know that you pop up in every generation, some thread, some kind of reminder in every generation. There's always some nation or some group or some person that has that DNA, either physical or spiritual DNA of Amalek that just wants to attack the nation of Israel. But you know what we're going to do with that person? We are just going to say, you know what? Your name means nothing. I'm going to take out my eraser. I am just going to, it's it's off the page. It is out of here. Yeah, we'll see you next generation, or we'll see you next time, or we'll see you in another land. 
But for now, right now, the act of getting rid of you is what the Torah is commanding. So there is this really cool custom that many Torah scribes do. And what they do is they actually write the name Amalek, right? So they're writing with their kumus, with their, you know, feather quill on parchment using black ink, and they're writing out Amalek, of course, in Hebrew. And then they erase the name, and they do this on a regular basis at different occasions. For example, a sofer, a Torah scribe, may do it before he writes a Torah scroll, write the word Amalek on a piece of parchment, not the Torah scroll itself, but on a piece of parchment. And kind of like at the when he reaches the end of the Torah scroll, he's going to erase Amalek. And in that way, he's actually following through with this commandment, this act of writing it down and then erasing it. So for a Torah scribe can also do it if he's uh, testing his uh, kumos, if he's cutting his quill, right? He's cutting it down, he's shaping it, and he wants to make sure that he's getting the lines right. He wants to make sure he's getting the, the width and the weight and the feel of the pen on the parchment. And so there's different things you can do. Some people make the design of a ladder or stairs or different things like that. And some Torah scribes will write the name Amalek and then erase it. So it's, I think, a very, very cool tradition that we have. And most people don't know about it. So I want to share that with you as it really is relevant for this week's uh, Torah message. So we're going to be um, right back following this important message. And I'm looking forward to introducing you to my friend Marcel Margolis. Would you like to have your favorite Bible verse as it was originally written? Or give someone you love a special gift? Shmuel will create a Hebrew Bible verse of your choice on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is set in a handcrafted wood frame in a choice of hues and silhouetted by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is offered in three exquisite colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website, sacredscrolls.net. In a few moments, we're going to hear from my friend and neighbor, Marcel Margolis. But before we hear his important insights, I want to tell you a little bit about Marcel. Marcel was born in England, and he studied for a bachelor's and then a master's degree in real estate appraisal. And in 1983, he made Aliyah. He moved to Israel, and he has worked in that field of real estate appraisal ever since. So I asked him to write a couple lines about himself. And so I want to read to you what he sent me. A long life enthusiast of science and especially astronomy. I enjoy tying in my love and fascination for the natural world and the universe with my deep belief in the creator. Each time I reveal a new aspect, it produces another thread in a strong rope of my faith. Married, father of four, and grandfather of eight, I try and hope to be part of the Jewish story. And now let's hear from Marcel about the connection between faith and Amalek. Again, you think after all these incidents, so everything would be fine, and yet 
uh, again they ran out of water and again they complained to, to Moses that you know he'd just taken them into the desert and, and left them there and and you know they they were thirsting and all their children were going to die so they they said is god amongst us or not is it, you know we don't you know we don't have this trust that even if there is a god that he cares about us and again Moses performs another miracle and he strikes the rock and out comes the water. We're followed by the attack of Amalek. Now, some say that this was a was a, a punishment to the people who said, is God with us or not? There's a famous story of a man carrying a child on his shoulders. And after a while, another man coming in, in, the, in, in the opposite direction. And the child says to the man, have you seen my father? And he's on his father's shoulders. His father was so disgusted that, you know, his son didn't realize that he was carrying him, that he threw him off his shoulders. And this is the same thing which happened after this incident. So along came a Malik uh, and uh, attacked, uh, attacked the, the Jewish people. And again, we see the, the, the whole thing of faith and trust in Hashem. When, when Moses was lifting up his hands and they saw that uh, uh, they were looking up towards heaven, they realized that their their victory would only come from a heavenly source and then they would win. When his hands dropped down or they weren't looking up towards Moses, they, their faith said, oh, I'm doing it myself, I'm winning this battle. And then they would start to lose the battle. So we see all the way through from the beginning of the portion to the end, we're talking about the whole subject of trust and faith. Thank you, Marcel, for sharing your ideas. You've given me much to ponder. But then again, I'm not surprised. Marcel and I run into each other in the neighborhood pretty often. And usually what should be a casual, hey, how you doing, often turns into a deep and philosophical conversation. So again, thanks so much. Please join me every week for new ideas and... Uh, Let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. In the Beginning is produced by Sacred Scrolls. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. If you have any questions or comments, please be in touch through our website at sacredscrolls.net. Thank you for listening.